Welcome to the Rediscovering Your Creative Self podcast, where you get a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation for your creative practice. Random acts of art. As a painter, I'm always finding that sometimes when I'm sort of moving forward with my creative practice and process, I'm inspired by things that aren't really sort of in the the, the normal practice of what I'm doing. So it's outside of painting. It's outside of drawing. It's outside of visual art. And let me give you some ideas of what that's like. In um, one of the homes that um, I used to live in, we had to have a lot of renovation at one time. And it wasn't pretty. It wasn't fun. But I learned a lot. I started to see tools and things that these contractors were using, it triggered things for me to incorporate into my work. I started to think more like somebody who was a carpenter. When I was learning about how things needed to be put together, glued and screwed, and, you know, how um, structurally important things needed to be, I started thinking about constructs and formats. So, having uh, some damage done to the house and having contractors in there for months on end taught me and helped me to figure out other ways or inspired me anyways to see how that could be incorporated into my work. Other things, at least in my own practice, I love to sew. I love working with material and fibers and I was creating the curtains um, for various rooms within the house. And I decided as I was going through, putting things up, trying different patterns and trying different um, designs, I ended up coming up with some really interesting designs that I actually learned in paper arts. Things like origami or things that I've just developed on my own by folding paper and creating designs. Oh, I'd use these designs on, you know, wrapping gifts for the holidays and and such. But I also use them, you know, kind of like in three-dimensional ways to um, get reference for paintings and things like that. And then I started doing it with the material. See, the brain doesn't really know the difference. It doesn't say, oops, this is... this." Folding process is only allowed to be done for paper. You know, I start picking up the fabric. I had scraps, you know. So I started creating these folded floral accents. And I did it in cloth. And then I added those onto the curtains. And then I was doing some stuff for a frame for my painting, The Warrior. And I had tried out a a bunch of different um, accents uh, for assemblage. And then I was walking down the steps to um, go get, oh, maybe a drink of water or coffee or something. And I walked by my in-process curtains. And I thought, oh my goodness, these little accents could be cool. Incorporating those into the curtains. So as you can see, as you are working, Your whole life becomes random acts of art. (laughs) So you're giving a present to somebody and 
you you you've got extra paper in the studio and I mean I don't always have the chance like oh I have to go get gift wrap I don't have any gift wrap that's okay I might have tissue I might have just you know regular roll of paper or you know sketchbook paper whatever or something I've already painted on and then I start getting out some paint or maybe it's paint I got left over and I've got all these techniques that I do with um, kind of an um, almost mono printing, but it's, I, you know, use different surfaces that have a texture to it and I use them as an imprinting device. My goodness, I've used uh, romaine lettuce leaves, saran wrap, bubble wrap. Uh, you can imagine all the things that have a textural surface. And then I put that on the paper. And I wrap the gifts um, up. And of course, I will do some kind of origami thing with that extra paper as well that's got paint on it. So it all kind of has an interesting match. And I'm basically using scraps that I have in the studio left over. And people think, oh my gosh, this is so custom. You know, this is so great. But it's just random acts of art. Other things, um, clients of mine, I work with a lot of publishers, as most of you know, um, and I'll send things in like little boxes. And of course, I always use up my extra, especially the the acrylic-based paints. And I always say, oh, I got to find a box in the studio, you know, because I always love to store things in decorative boxes. And I paint them. And again, putting imprinted impressions with all kinds of surfaces that I might have left over. So I have these boxes, they're kind of like little slipcase boxes that I put, you know, marketing materials and, you know, things I might be sending them. But on the top of those, I use interesting enclosures and they're like sculptural accents. And how those accents kind of came about was I work in the studio and I'm sculpting something as, you know, an assemblage accent onto some of my paintings and I always have leftover clay, especially if I'm using like a self-drying clay. I mean, little scraps you'll probably end up throwing away. So I kind of roll them out and whatever scraps, I rip them up so they have nice, interesting edges. And I uh, deboss things in them, sculpt into them, whatnot, layer them, and I let them dry. And then once they're dry, again, when I've got extra leftover acrylic paint, I paint them and sometimes it's a multi-layered process. So I might put down one layer of because I only had so much paint and then I maybe use another color on. So it always keeps a surprise at what these things could be. And then later on when I have these boxes and I'm sending them to clients, I put these little sculpted accents on as little closures to the box and they love them. And again, all it is is random acts of art, not throwing away things, just, you know, using things as I, as I go. And there are so many things that you can do that allow you to use your creativity or your skill sets in many different ways. And so what you're basically doing with your random acts of art is using creativity in the world around you, not only in your home, 
and in your studio, but to friends, family, clients, people you give things to. Another interesting thing I like to do is I give to family members is I will end up taking, um, you know, things that I painted, you know, from my experiments and I'll make little, um, little custom note cards from them. And so they can send, you know, note cards to their friends. And sometimes I use them as thank you cards for clients who've worked with me or it was a project we worked together on and I wanted to send a thank you. So always find that everything I make has a home, has a purpose. It not only has a purpose, it inspires something else. And it cross-pollinates into other aspects of my life. And so I've always been open to random acts of art. It comes into play in my articles. It comes into play in my books. It comes into play in my teaching of how I can use things that I've made. And it's not like, you know, it kind of reminds me when you buy a paint-by-number kit you know, where, okay, I'm sitting down and I've got all my paints and they're all numbered and there's all the brushes and the, you know, everything's numbered out, like it's all prepared. For me, sometimes it's, for a lot of times, it's random. It's, I had this left over, got to make something with it. I have no clue how it's going to be used and it doesn't matter. I don't even know how I'm going to finish it off, but I'm just going to make it. But I do know one thing, I'm going to use it. Just recently, um, well, the last year anyways, I created a series of videos all on um, various elements of uh, the creative practice. So I had one video that was on surfaces and grounds and how to use them and size them and all the ones that are involved. I mean, everything and anything you'd want to know about painting surfaces and grounds. The second one was about um, painting tools, brushes, tools, and equipment. And the third one was about painting pigments, mediums, and varnishes. So pretty much everything, like I said, and everything that you'd want to know about um, art as a practice and in doing those videos, I was taking video and photographs of different art supplies. And instead of putting them on kind of boring backgrounds, I pulled out a lot of my art experiments and things from my sketchbooks and had glorious backgrounds that were already pre-made that I could use for this project. And it made the images and the things I was trying to talk about just looks far more interesting than if it would have been on a black or white background or a simple color, for instance, or something that I had to buy. It was almost like I had custom, um, you know, backgrounds for the things that I was doing. And that's always, to me, is like, I never thought when I was doing those experiments or working in that sketchbook, which I cut the pages out in order to photograph stuff, that I was even going to use those things in that way. 
But that's what random acts of art are all about. You do it because you do it. You do it because you have a need to do it. You do it because there's just supplies there to do it with. But if you're, you know, the type of person like me, you're going to find a purpose. That purpose is there, but it's usually out in the future or it's combined with other things and then it finds its its home. I always say, oh, it found its home. And so many of my things have multiple homes, like those sketchbook backgrounds that I use to photograph. I end up um, using them for so many other things too. Some of them ideas that helped me, color palettes that helped me. I cut some of them up. When I sign my books, I always include a piece of sketchbook art. So they were there too. And they went into their own homes with somebody who's also interested in doing mixed media art. And in addition to having a book, they have a little piece of original art with them. So it's kind of like a gift that keeps on giving, right? So look at your practice and your life and the things that are around you. Maybe there's some random acts of art that you can do. I always kind of look at it as nothing's ever a waste. You know, don't, don't waste. If you've got a little scrap paper, you can do something on it. You use it for something. And then I always find a home for it. And anything that ever comes up, I always have something to pull from, to draw from. Never felt in any way a lack of creativity because I'm always creating it around me. Whether I need something, you know, maybe in the bedroom to like a little box. Oh, I got a little box. A box came in from something I purchased and it was a cute box, but I didn't like the, maybe the outside of it. I painted it and through, you know, using that extra paint over time, I made a beautiful, you know, little storage box. And now I've got something special, you know, to store something or to give somebody a gift, you know, so there's so many ways that you can have random acts of art. So think about that this week and maybe over the next few months how can you expand your creativity beyond the studio and with that have a great week and as always create from the heart this audio series is part of my navigating the labyrinth of the creative mind patreon endeavor the site uniquely intermixes self-reflection, and personal storytelling with exploratory mixed-media techniques and expressive approaches to art making, elevating the creative consciousness and guiding each person on his or her own path to discovering the creative spark that resides within. Check us out at www.patreon.com slash Lisa L. Sear, and that's spelled C-Y-R.